Good fucking morning. How you doing today? God damn, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. No one cares how I'm doing. Who gives a shit? I'm living my best life. I'm a comedian. Go fuck yourself. I got several laughs at a skew last night, so I know I'm doing my job right. Are you doing your job right? I just got out of the gym, just finally did this fucking full three-day rotation of going in, waking up 4.30, fucking getting there for 5, going until 6, and now my sleep has degenerated to weird four-hour sections before and after that. But I really, I after I worked out, I thought about this. I Like, Joe Rogan, I don't like, his comedy is not great. His, he's got the best podcast in the world. I watched the Howard Stern movie. First of all, go watch Private Parts. The Howard Stern movie, if you get the chance. That shit is life-changing good stuff. It's so fucking good. But, God, the ADD's on full display. I smoked a cigarette last night at the mic. I'm mad at myself, but that's not neither here nor there. And if I got to smoke a cigarette to do good at the mic every time, I will do it every time. So Henry Rollins was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan's not funny. He's just a really good curator of collecting people who are funny. And he gives them an environment to be themselves. Maybe. I'm not sure. Cat Williams says he won't go on it because Joe Rogan's got to push on funny people. Oh, my God, that Cat Williams interview is so good. I'm still on that weeks later. But as I'm hitting the gym for this New Year's Fix My Life bullshit that involves cigarettes, apparently, it, it reminded me of my, like, Henry Rollins, I saw him live, two hours just talking. And that's so funny that you can do spoken word and you don't have to be funny. I'm just going to be a spoken word touring act. I'm just going to talk to people because I was in a metal band in the fucking 90s. But he was mad mean to Nardwar, too. Henry Rollins is a character. He had a movie called He Never Died that was pretty cool. You can check that out. It's kind of a weird horror kind of shit. Not horror. It's a good action-y kind of thing, actually, because there's no good action movies anymore. I'm really fucking miserable that, like... All the anime I watch is all action, and that's not what I want. I want, like, weird, funny, and drama and shit like that. Like, action, there's no action in cinema anymore. They're all just trying to push this other agenda, which is not about giant swole dudes jumping in front of explosions and crashing cars. But I digress. So, Henry Rollins on his Joe Rogan interview said... The most life-changing thing that happened to him was he was in high school, scrawny little bitch, and then he had someone tell him to go to the gym, showed him the basic lifts, and he said, do this for six months. Like, deadlift, fucking squat, bench. Do it six months. And very important, very, very important part of this, don't look at yourself in the mirror for six months. Don't look at your body for six months. And it's crazy to me because it makes perfect sense. It's really, you want to see the culmination of all this work because it's wild that we will discourage ourselves if we see progress. You will hold yourself back. You'll be like, that's good progress. That's plenty of progress. That's enough progress. No, you need to hold yourself to another standard and see really where it goes. Because that's the big thing that happens right now around New Year's. Everyone's going to the gym. Everyone's getting better. Everyone wants to get tight. Everyone wants to get tight for the summer. Everyone wants to get ripped, cutting. They they did all that bulking. They did that shit in January, February. They're going to start cutting. Not like an emo girl, like eating like that anorexic girl. (laughs) God damn it. But... It's crazy to me that that you can discourage yourself in that way. And you can hold yourself back in that way. And 
it's I don't know. I guess I, I'm I'm getting there, man. I'm getting happy. I got a show. I'm gonna be at the Hygiene Art Gallery with the cool guy having fun and Dame FK. Hygiene Art Gallery, New London, Connecticut. There's a cool record store nearby. If you want to stalk me before the show, I'll probably be getting ramen or harassing Dame to make me funny. I'm going to force him to make me funny. I'm going to siphon all the funniness from other comedians and take it for myself. That's the weird seance thing. That's what they're all doing at these open mics because Lord knows they aren't doing comedy. They're just sitting there attaching leeches to each other when they're not looking. They're slowly sucking out the funny from each other. I can't find my phone right now. That's the only reason you're getting a fucking podcast is I can't find my phone. Put it down as soon as I got in the shower. Shower with no music. Surreal. Crazy. Amazing. Uh, Scrubbing my face. I have a mustache. I have a mustache that I'm using for comedic material. I'm on every dating app possible and seeing how stupid... Just don't take it seriously. Get on every dating app and just be stupid. Say the dumbest fucking things. Don't try. Everyone I know that tries gets disappointed. And you know what? Effort's good in the 1980s, bro. No one puts in effort anymore. Everyone logs in. The dream now is email job. Everyone wants email job or podcasting or twitching. When I realized that like these Twitch streamers, the real thing they make their money, the real way they make their money is they say people's names. You subscribe to them, you go into their chat, you send them five bucks, and they say your name. And can you understand? Just imagine explaining that to someone, like forcing a guy playing a video game to say your name. Just explain that to a fucking arc welder in the 90s. Explain that to a fucking carpenter that fucking lost four fingers. Explain these new professions to them and how. <laughs> That's so funny, man. And I saw another guy make a great point talking about why is AI making art when we could make it do all these jobs so we can make art all day. And it's pretty interesting. That's a good bit. Uh, Pal World is the new video game I'm fixated on. I never played Minecraft like that. Never got into Minecraft. It was just a little too boring for me. But they made it knockoff Pokemon. So they took Pokemon and they got an AI filter and they had the AI be like, yo, make 500 off-brand Pokemon and we're going to throw them in Minecraft and make slave plantations. And boom, you have Pal World, and I'm addicted, and it's a great game. And it also peaked at 6 million players at the same time, so that puts it top three all time behind Counter-Strike and another game. Oh, yeah, I got deep nerd knowledge. I got real nerd knowledge. And, like, it's just the standard for nerd is crazy because... Playing video games is fine as long as you have a deep sense of shame about it. As long as you're embarrassed to play video games, you should treat video games the way you treat pornography and masturbation. Nobody should know you play video games, bro. You should not be broadcasting it on Twitch. You should you should be doing it. Oh, okay. Okay, I got the house to myself. I'm going to boot up the Xbox here. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, oh fuck yes. I'm, I'm killing things in a digital place. <laughs> Because now that we don't have any shame attached to it, people are just using it to mine dopamine. And it's weird that the only supplement for stopping people from mining dopamine on dating apps, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and every video game ever made, I'm guilty of it. I, pl- I love Soulsborne games. I just started playing Liza P, blah, blah, blah. 
the only way we keep people from absolutely just doing nothing but pursuing dopamine hits is to deeply shame them as a culture and it's wild society is that's the only built-in veil safe is the the word shame oh my fucking god what else is fucking new uh, I tried to plan a trip to Florida. I cannot go to Florida, bro. I got to lock in. I got to do this comedy stuff. I got like one more month of being unemployed. I need to be a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> Tyler Luke has a book coming out. It is a culmination of all of the posters he's made for various people. Zay Guap, fucking Sexy Red, who is a giant rapper, the best rapper right now, the best female rapper right now. And he's making this book, and it's cool. It's like a coffee table book. I like those, you know what I'm saying, when you're just folding through pages and just bullshit, you know what I'm saying? It's a nice, like, I don't have to read. I'm not locking in. I am not locking in. <laughs> I am, ooh, pretty picture, ooh, pretty picture. I guess that's mining dopamine again, but uh, I think it's Tour Guided and or Tyler Luke. That not That's not all put together. It's Tyler Luke on Instagram, and I think he's going to sell it through there. And it's a pretty cool book. But he got the first shipment of it shipped to his house. Fucking Porsche Pirates stole it. Isn't that some shit, man? I've never had something like that happen to me. I guess that's why I enjoy living in fucking Rhode Island over Bushwick. But also... <laughs> Imagine being a Bushwick porch pirate, stealing a fucking box, and now having uh, however many volumes of this random graphic designer's book. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with those, bro? Are you going to burn them? Or are you going to put them in your hipster store? <laughs> because he's going to know who <laughs> Oh, my God. New York doesn't seem like a real place. Driving through Providence, I said, you know what? Providence has going for it. It's cleaner than New York. And that's about all it has going for it. Rhode Island coming in. Number one, worst place to start a business. Everyone's like, why aren't you selling merch? It's because it's the worst place to start a business. Everyone here is bitter and unsupporting and somehow weirdly Christian. And unless you have the backing from the Catholic Church, you're not selling anything. That's what I really got to do. I got to stop going to open mics on Sunday and go preach the Lord. I got to get out there and I got to spread the passion of the And I've talked a lot about faking religion to get laid. And I think it might work. Looking on these dating apps, it's a lot of people that just put on small acts. A lot of people, like like I said, people hide gaming addictions. People hide that they rollerblade. <laughs> they hide all sorts of things. That's the issue with dating now is Tinder was good when you had no idea what this person was other than you find them a little attractive. Now they got my astrological sign podcast instagram and spotify likes what the fuck are we supposed to talk about besides hey trying to bust it open (laughs) what are we supposed to learn about each other nobody wants to learn about each other you know how hard it is to have genuine conversations i went over and hung out with a friend walked in she was playing fortnite wow fun that I play fortnite and that we're trying to talk while i'm playing fortnite and when you're about to get that victory royale Nothing else matters. I'm just glad she was cool because after I got fucking capped in the face by what looked like an invisible person. Yeah, motherfuckers hacking Fortnite, becoming invisible and killing me. Fucking bullshit. 
a lot of people get mad because I'm a very passionate man. I, I scream and yell over tiny, minute things that do not dictate that reaction. But in this dead world, any like we got to work with what we got. <laughs> I don't fucking know what I'm rambling about. I got a PlayStation 2 Slim. I got it back from Marquise. It is the one for my youth. And I was so excited. I was so fucking amped. I went to the vintage video game store. I bought like three video games that were rated M, and I wanted to play them when I was a teenager. I bought them, and I brought them home, and then I put them in the PlayStation 2. I thought the PlayStation 2 would work because I ran 30 Days a Night. I put a movie in called 30 Days a Night. Good movie. Action-y movie. Shitty action-y movie. That's what I miss is the shitty action movies, the straight-to-DVD jams. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. You go to Walmart, you see that 99-cent bin. That 99-cent bin sitting in the middle of Walmart. You go in there, you just reach your hand in. You're picking up fucking that... Balto, that fucking husky movie about the husky bringing medicine and doing the I did a rod. You're seeing all that shit, man. You're seeing quality film. You're seeing quality cinema. You're seeing things that people wanted to make that are bad ideas. If you work hard and share your bad idea, it is easily more valid than any good idea. And now suddenly people will be taken aback. They'll be like, wow. How did this get made? There was a really good podcast called How Did I, This Get Made that I was watching for a while. That was, that was like deep in depression. I was working at post, a post office and fucking just listening to podcasts about terrible movies that never made it. It had a guy from The League in it, but I'm, I'm sold on that. The League is my favorite show of all time. Fuck. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the PlayStation 2, the best-selling console of all time. Laser didn't work. Laser won't work. I had to return all the games. And it was already on my credit card, so bro gave me cash back, and so I still had that credit card like money sitting there, which is strange, but I'm not complaining because I like cash. Cash is good. I keep going into stores, and I go into the store, and the fucking card reader's down. And that's just such a great culmination. It's such a great explanation. It's such a great... It just shows that we're supposed to be living in this world of convenience, and it's really not. It is literally not. As soon as that card reader goes down, the line's fucked. No one has cash anymore. You're trying to tap your iPhone on the fucking barista's head to pay them. <laughs> it's just, why, why do they keep doing all these things? Like, why is it like this? We'll pause this. I don't usually pause this. I'll be right back. Yes, I had to go get my phone because I'm very addicted to it. Yes, the NFL is declining in every way, and the referees are ruining every game, and it's really painful to watch. But I saw one funny tweet that made it all worth it. It was, Lamar, you need to stop Taylor Swift for us. And just instantly the narrative built in my head of Lamar Jackson leading the Ravens right past the Chiefs and stopping us from having to see Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift on screen anymore. It really did it for me. Something about that. It was just like the combined of these two white people trying to stop what uh, quarterback that they tried to force to be a wide receiver. It's a good narrative to me. Okay, I am enjoying... I'm not enjoying football, but I think I'm going to watch it. It is crazy to me. Brock Purdy on the other side, probably the 49ers and the Lions running up there. I think 
I'm pulling for the Lions. I'd like to see the Lions do something. Jared Goff deserves it, bro. Brock Purdy, you gotta you gotta milk this a few more years. You need a little more pain behind your eyes before you earn this shit, bro. <sighs> it is so funny because it just ebbs and flows. Just anything you get excited about or super interested in, it just comes and goes. You're, like I'm super into football when the Steelers are playing, and I still believe. And then the Steelers are out, and there's playoff football still, but like early playoffs when I still believe the Cleveland Browns are going to do something. It's amazing that like sports are just incarnations of. They're like basically they're people want to do combat, but we can't do like that much combat anymore. Like people just yearn for fucking murder. And it's not allowed anymore. So they do sports to replicate that. And what makes sports interesting, because there's no murder anymore, besides outside of the UFC, is we gamble on them. So basically, like, you basically risk your own life on whether or not this guy throws an interception or catches a touchdown, which is so funny to me. Because it's also, gambling is fun, and it's awesome that it, like, is the perfect incarnation of the ego. It's the perfect, like, I know something and you don't. And isn't that fucking funny? It's just like, no, I got this figured out. And sometimes you're fucking right. So keep gambling. I believe in you. Gamble on your dream. Gamble on that fucking t-shirt you want to make. Gamble on sucking at comedy for two years and doing it for free. Because in ten years, I'm going to be even worse at comedy. It's all downhill from here. I fucking love you. I love you for listening to this. I love you because it's early in the morning and I need you right now.